Hi, I'm Sandy Gardner, and you're listening to Late Night Vacuum. Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum. And we are back with yet another episode of Late Night Vacuum. I'm your host, Grockies, and to my screen, uh, right, left, the other host of the show, Dublar Thackeray. Hello, my... I got confused. You were a little bit confused. Do you, up, do you know which way that is? I, because that, that's my right, but it's pointing at you, but when I look at it, because mere eight, uh... My head is shaking in sadness. Hello, all you wonderful people. I hope you're all well and wonderful. Um, so, we've got a few things to talk about. Um, before we do so, shall we harmonize? I do believe we shall. In three, two, one. Bottom, 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 bottom. Bottom, bottom, bottom. <laughs> Damn it, I couldn't hold it. <laughs> oh, Dublar broke me. Oh, <laughs> we do what we can. Um, so, uh, Grackies, how are you, sir? It's been a fun week. I, I'm, I'm doing all right today. I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm stretching the voice out. I'm seeing how it's, how it's working. Yeah. It's taking no effort to do this voice uh-huh. today because with the, the shots and the steroids. So for any of the audio listeners that don't know, you, you heard that I broke my voice a while back and it cut out on me a couple days ago. Went to the doctor right away, had it checked out right away, got it treated right away. And they're just like, yeah, you're good to go. And with the medicine, it's like, wow, my normal voice is back to normal right now without any mm. effort. That's quite good. I mean, uh, so, yeah, because uh, Gracky's blew out his voice trying to sing some Guns N' Roses covers um, as Brock from Bulkheads, which was funny for the first line and then became just one of those, like, kind of slow-mo tragedies where you're going, no, stop. Yeah, you could, you could see the voice, like, you could see my voice starting to cut out on the way it was with my face as I like would grab from my, I'm like, that doesn't seem right. Nope. All right. Let's try that line. Oh, and there and it goes. That was it on the floor and times, but glad to have you back, sir. Um, so, uh, <laughs> what have you been, uh, playing this week? Oh God. All right. So I've been playing star citizen, of course, as it, as it should be. Uh, I've also been playing some H1Z1 King of the Kill. Good stuff. I've been playing some Battlefield 1 beta, the open beta, mm-hmm. and some Overwatch. Now, I want to um, kind of follow up on Battlefield beta and Overwatch. With Battlefield, how are you finding it? I'm personally probably not going to buy it. Um, it. It's It feels very much like Battlefront. That was what I was wondering, because I've seen a few people play it. It feels reskinned. Like, you have a few other vehicle options that 
instead of the, you know, ATST Walker and then getting into the big ATAT, which is sort of like their hero ships that show up in mm. in Battlefield One and then the weapon loadout options that you pick that you don't use the card system, but it's still, you buy the different load. It's like, and the way you run through the maps and have the different gun types, it's, it, it feels like battlefront. It feels like they reskinned battlefront for the most part. That's, I hope that's not, I mean, I'm assuming it won't be the case, but I think it may be a case of they've invested so heavy in this kind of rebuild of the dice engine that, uh, this is it kind of still kind of showing off, but it's it doesn't have enough variation. Yeah, I mean, for people that really love that game, that's, you know, great. They're they're probably going to have a lot of fun with it, but it, it doesn't seem to hold any long-term anything if you're not really, really into the series oh. and that specific type of gameplay. That's a shame. And now, in the beta, did they kind of release everything or is it only just a slice of it? slice okay so so you get one map uh they they showed off during the demos another one of their maps so there's a couple of maps so far this one happens to be in a desert terrain so instead of the zeppelin like they mm -hmm. showed off in some of those early demo videos it's a train that's the big behemoth that shows up to try and help oh, one right. side so you end up, one person actually has to drive the train, like, back and forth across the map. Other five slots are people on different gun types along it. And then you, you've got rails going across the map that connect to at least three different capture points. And if you park the train right, you can actually help mm. with a couple of the other cap points and help your team out. So if you have someone that knows when to move the train and people that are decent with aiming, it, it can turn the tide, but sometimes it shows up way too late in the game to do anything. Mm. So I'm hoping they rebalance some stuff. I mean, there's hopefully they'll, they'll get, they'll get time for that. Um, and the other one mm. I want to ask you about is um, Overwatch. Cause I didn't actually realize yeah. you were still playing that. Um, yep. What's been happening? They just released season two of competitive mode. So it reset everyone's okay. rankings. And to get your ranking, basically what you do is you play through 10 matches. And wins and losses matter as well as your individual play within the match, like how well you do on your mm -hmm. own. However, if you end up with a really terrible team, your individual play isn't going to be that much better anyway. <laughs> because then it ends up in situations where it's like six on one. You're not going to do well in a six-on-one because the rest of your team was ridiculously Something stupid. Something tells me you've not been having the best of times. First two matches went great. People were on voice. People communicated. And the the matches went well. We switched out uh, our classes, our heroes, as we needed to to adapt to the match. Mm. And by talking, holy shit, it was an amazing experience. The last two were people yelling at each other in chat. Mind you, they, they weren't using voice. Okay. There were, in the first of the two losses, because I played four matches, in the first one, there was m myself and one other guy that were communicating in mm -hmm. voice. The other four people were consistently in chat, just screaming at us to shut the hell up and stop using voice. They didn't need to hear voices in the game. They're just there to have fun. Okay. And it's like, if you're just there to have fun, why are you in competitive mode? Go into quick match. Yeah. Uh, 
There, there's other match types. Competitive is specifically for but ranking. So if you're going to yell at people for trying to coordinate, why are was you it, in was competitive? Was it just yourself upset at this, or were there other people? Oh, no, the other guy was really not happy with it, but the other four of them were basically just bitching and they're just like we just want to have fun stop saying get on the point i like i you know i feel like doing this i want to charge in and it's like that you're you're not working as a team it's a team game here's the interesting well maybe not interesting thing um i personally i would blow a fuse at them but at the same point they were still being competitive just incredibly stupid competitive um so is there some kind of system in the competitive matchmaking that would separate the wheat from the chaff both as it does eventually after those 10 matches you get your rankings and then as you separate more you face off against your 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 rank and you match with okay. your rank but the problem is when you're doing the initial ranking stuff you kind of get thrown in with the anybody's so so it it can really mess with your rank so you've basically got an awful lot of um Oh, uh, not the Green Mile. Uh, Shawshank Redemption to go through. A little mm. bit. It, it, it's, like I said, the first two matches were beautiful. If people talk in voice, and even if I lose a match where everyone's talking and we're trying and we're coordinating, then it's a fun match. When it's people that are, you know, screaming at each other in chat, and by screaming I mean typing all caps and... Just being morons in a team we, game. We, like, I just want to charge in with Roadhog. It's more fun for me. And it's like, then don't play competitive, You don't want to please. fuck against each other. You want to fuck with each. Um, no, hang on. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Um, so uh, there's a couple of questions uh, coming up in chat. Actually, one interesting one from Devoted to Mercury. Uh, in BF uh, Battlefield 1, uh, do you mostly hip fire like in uh, <laughs> he said battle fail so we'll call it battle fail I think he meant battlefront <laughs> but uh, there is a lot of hip firing depending on the gun you're using mm. if you're an assault type in a machine gun and you get up close to someone it doesn't behoove you to aim down sight because at point blank range you're going to be able to hit with a machine gun fast enough that hip fire works well. However, if you're playing like support that has a, a carbine mm -hmm. or if you're playing a sniper or anything like that, you want to aim. One second. Carbine? Instead of carbine. Isn't it pronounced carbine? carbine. It's carbine. carbine. I always thought it was carbine. To the audio listeners, there should be now five seconds of me staring silently at Gracky's. Okay, so um, there was also a, another question um, asking about uh, Ark. Now, I've, I actually got Ark, and uh, I didn't play it. Um, I just couldn't, I I couldn't devote the time uh, because it's a mammoth uh, investment. Um, but there is, uh, there's, there's an expansion happening. Do you know much about that? Yes, I actually know quite a bit about it. Um... It's an entirely new map with new game survival systems in there because it's a desert wasteland type okay. of place with oases and 
large desert sands. They added a whole bunch of new creatures to it, new uh, clothing, new shelter. So there's a lot of content that they added to it. However, they still haven't nailed down some of their base mechanics yet. So they're adding paid DLC to something that is in early access still, which hasn't really been done much. So, yeah, it, uh, they add a lot of content. They give you another map that's the size of the map that they have. So, so you're getting almost, almost a new game to some degree, but they, there's still some major issues with Ark and just the underlying game and getting it to run well. They're, they're, if you cluster up groups of players still, sometimes you can make it where, for example, if you if you build a small shelter on the current map, mm. still to this day, you build that small shelter, you set up, it's an open server, of course, and then a city pops up around you. If too much stuff is built and then you try to log in now to your little hut that you had built up because this city built up around you, yeah. the game will crash on you. The server won't actually load because you're stuck in the middle of too many objects. It can't, it can't oh, wow. put it all into memory and then load the game. Even people with, you know, 64 gigs of memory and beast systems are like, I can't, I can't load in. It just, it uses up too much memory Jesus. and then dies. So you actually have to get someone to go grab your body and drag you away from the city. And if you built your house on your own and it's locked, someone has to either bust your door down and then they'll usually take your that's, stuff and kill you. That's so confusing because in the real world, I normally get dragged to the city from like a local rural pub and I have to go home. So yeah, there, there are some, there are some bugs with it that it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you, you still got some core issues with your frame rates and the game running stably sometimes and, you know, people clipping through things and, and now you're releasing mm. paid DLC on an early access. Uh, so there, there's, yeah. I think there's enough there that if you're really a fan of Ark, it's worth it. It's just one of those things where it's like it raises an eyebrow a little bit, and it's understandable uh, why people think, raise an eyebrow. Yeah, but it's also it's also kind of interesting because in my head I'm kind of viewing it. Maybe there's still some best of intentions there. I yeah, mean, it's like they're what they're they're aiming to get the game that they want out, and so they they must be doing these things for reasons and for various things. Um, by the way, for people who are listening who were uh, hearing Gracky's uh, pause at uh, several points, it was mostly because I think that everybody in chat has now been giving us their interpretation of Carbine. Um, and uh, it's very, our chat is very weird. Um, so uh, I've been playing. Did, did you just do the um, British two finger? Yeah, I did the British two-finger. Um, I actually had hoped to be playing uh, Attack on Titan last night because um, uh, uh, I want to have a bit of a of a crazy, swoopy, swoopy, stabby, stabby um, giant uh, naked people fight. Um, but I've actually been spending this week getting my server, my new home server, up and running, um, which I finally got um, everything kind of kicked off and transferring. And now... Now I have the space in my in my gaming machine, so I can actually install com uh, uh, Attack on Titan. I was that thin on space. Wow. Um, yeah. So um, I am going to be playing 
uh, Attack on Titan um, uh, now, this weekend. And, Attack uh, on Titan, is that based on the anime? The the the, the recipe book. The, oh, are we talking about the same thing? They made a recipe book too, because I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Well, it's the How to Cook for Humans. Oh, <laughs> so... Um, yeah, it's based on the manga, which uh, is also the anime and so on. I have on. to see that. So Still, I'm a bad, bad... Yeah, I'm a bad person. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to uh, playing that because uh, a lot of the reviews have said, yeah, it gives, it gives the in-game camera quite a workout. Um, and uh, we'll kind of... Um, uh, Comrade Headclot is saying, buy more space. Uh, oh my god, you have no idea the space I've got. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep that for post-show, maybe. Um, but yeah, so I'm really looking forward to playing that. Uh, we do have uh, Star Citizen to talk yes. about. And what, what a week it's been. Um, so uh, we had three three fantastic apps um, came through ATV, uh, we had subscriber audio and we also had uh, reverse the verse um, pick from the plate, what would you like to talk about? Subscriber one because I didn't watch that episode and I want to know what happened during it so you have to tell me all the pretty pretty things oh you fucker um, uh, so uh, basically why Grackies is a fucker is because I did try to watch it, but it was broadcast during work hours. So I was, uh, really, yes, I can get you that piece of paper. Tap, 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 tap. Um, so so uh, if, if people in chat want to kind of uh, uh, throw up what they got from it. We'll talk about it during the post show. Uh, we will talk about during the post. Next topic. Um, or, <laughs> Whoops. Next topic. You utter fuck. Um, <laughs> I picked the so, one goddamn thing. Of course. I yeah. hate you. I, I hate um, you too. Don't worry. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah. So, from ATV, uh, we had uh, Cargo. We had Dragonfly. We had um, a really gorgeous... Um, uh, derelict ships or, or damaged ships. Uh, where shall we steer to, sir? Uh, I want to talk about the derelict. damaged ships because Sexy I like times. damaging ships on purpose, my own, just to look at them. Uh, we had uh, a feature looking at um, how they were breaking apart ships, they didn't go into um, any of the deep kind of logic about where the breakpoints would be um, or how does that relate in terms of forms of breaching like can you breach on a potential breakpoint does that magnify they didn't cover any of that but what they covered was um, sexiness they covered um, how they uh, wanted to kind of like transfer that to planet side as well mm -hmm. so it wouldn't just be destructible ships in um in uh, destructible what i'm just using the d words i'm just too much d in my head you've um, got the d in your head mm -hmm. um so uh it's more about um derelict that's the word yes to find um, the wrecks out there uh, th yes to find the wrecks 
um, and it's not just in space. And they are they are going to be having all these in space as well, uh, but it's also in on planets. And so uh, what they showed uh, in the latter half, in the latter half, yeah. Uh, uh, so re repeat that and then say what it is. Taku Max. Taku yes. Max. Taku Max. Combination of Tatooine, Jakku, and Mad Max, because that is what the wreckage basically looked like on a planet. It was beautiful. So, yeah, so there was this little video um, shown near the end with a voiceover talking about various things, and it showed um, what I actually thought was um, a science ship, the Endeavour, but it wasn't. It was, it was a Starfarer. Mm -hmm. Uh, broken and embedded into uh, a sand uh, or sandy area of a planet or a sandy planet um, with uh, uh, like a flag on it, uh, a, like an awning. Somebody had made it a home and the wind was blowing and... Um, the awnings were flapping with the wind. Flapping. And the sand and the dust was moving, and I went, "Oh my God, that looks!" And also, there was a, an opening shot where um, the, something was—I think there were lights of a of a rover, and and there was a person in front of pl pl examining wreckage. There was like a campfire um, too, I think, at one point, wasn't yeah. there? And yeah, and it was just like wow, and um, it was so beautiful and cinematic i thought wow that was a fantastic kind of demo of what could be done mm -hmm. um this must be some kind of you know pre-render or however you want to kind of describe it and then in rtv they talked about it and it was real time in the cry engine yeah they just took the elements um, that they have uh the entire um uh, wind aspect and how that everything moved was is completely factored into CryEngine, which I wasn't aware of. I knew about sea level and various things, but I didn't know about it's that. It's interesting kind of how they changed some of those environment effects because it, it, the way CryEngine is, and I played around with it, it's it's very planar. So now they can actually set it up, like mm. you said. It's like, hey, I want to generate a planet, so I made the sphere of the planet for desert. And I was able mm -hmm. to do that. And then I just made an environment effect because it's in our environment tools. And I made it a sphere. And I can make it cover the planet up to the atmosphere. And then it makes, like, environments happen. And then I can set a sea level if I want. And guess what? That's a sphere. So now they've changed it to actually match where you just kind of drag these blocks out the size of the planet. And you go, yeah, mm -hmm. just set the radius of this environment effect to the planet. And boop. Bang. Done. Uh, so Comrade Headclot goes, uh, here goes a question. Does that look like something for Squadron? Um, no, I don't think so. No. Um, I think it was, uh, it was just a pure shits and giggles. Did it in a day. Um, and it just showed what it can do. And uh, they're going to have... Um, scenes like this, which uh, they're going to craft um, uh, as artists, and they're going to set them out procedurally um, throughout uh, both planets and and uh, the systems. Well, that's exactly what was said in RTV. So yeah, they're going to set them up procedurally for some of them, but then they're also going to handcraft some of them because of statements Chris has. Well, made no, too. no, no. The, 
Well, no, it's all it's yeah. I mean, it's going to be kind of handcrafted, but uh, they will uh, they will be placed procedurally. And then they might find empty spots where they drop them in purposefully as well. Like they might they oh, might God, build yeah, up yeah, a yeah, yeah. wreckage city, for example, because it's like this spot kind of is missing some flavor we need to put a city there mm. but let's not put a regular city let's drop a bunch of wreckage and make it into a city and then the artist will do that too oh yeah i, I want to start singing we built this city on starfarer bones um so uh but yeah um absolutely uh beautiful uh and the fact that they're going to factor even even erosion but there was one thing that um I, i'm gonna ask did you did you notice it in that video about how people were moving. I didn't notice specifically any. I, I think I was looking at the wind and other effects too much. If you look at how the characters were moving, um, they were moving far more fluid and natural. Mm. So the way they sat, um, the way they... Like, if you look at the thing at the beginning where they were ex ex uh, looking at wreckage and uh, various sorts and sorts, and there was a fire there, and there was the road. Not so much herky-jerky. Um, not so much herky-jerky, but it was a person was looking and had their hand on something and then put their arm up like Moby Glass activation. They just never added the light um, of it. So it's a case of, um, looks like, because uh, with is it two point six? We're getting the uh, rev some revised character models, character so models I'm and animations if, with those, yeah, and animations. So I'm wondering if this was actually and was using the new animations. That's um, very plausible. <laughs> yeah, um, it's mm, so that was like so I, I I kept replaying and watching it just to watch. Um, the person sitting down on the rock. There was actually a close, a mid-range and a far-off shot of a person sitting down on a rock. And just watching that, it looked um, really uh, human. And I, I don't know, like a human movement, kind of like a proper fluid and natural. So um, if, and that being an engine, uh, in CryEngine, makes me feel like, yeah, they've, ha, ha, ha. We're going to have some good toys coming to us very shortly. And then when we get to the actual cities and stuff, we'll see a bunch of people moving fluidly and very humid all through the city. And then every, one out of every ten of them will see Sprint by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, but this is, this is like the one where um, when they were kind of walking through the, uh, the uh, Levinsky, Levinsky uh, it's like, well, that person never run. In the in the 3.0 demo, and you know people are going to. Sprint. Oh God, yeah. Uh, so it's going to be it's going to be quite quite a moment of, uh, a, oh my immersion, da, 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 as, the, as 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 another player runs past. Yep. It's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, you're just going to be. I, I um, want to immerse myself and walk through the city and take a. I'm getting bored of this now. I'm going to sprint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so other things in there. Did you see anything else, or because uh, I think it was I think it was just uh, one of those. Oh, let's just show this with without any fanfare moments. And you you could have you could have you know that could have had. I mean that yeah, was that could definitely had fanfare mm. trumpets and all, and it didn't. They're just like, hey, we can do this stuff now. And the one thing that I did notice I'm talking about in RTV along with that segment was the ramp up for gaming. 
And this is uh-huh. very, very true. And what a lot of people have tried to say about Star Citizen is that there is a ramp up time where it seems very flat at first because they're building the tools, mm-hmm. the environments, the art assets. All of these pieces and parts are being built out. You have to construct your Lego bricks before you can place them all down. They, they have to be made mm-hmm. in the factory and it takes a while to actually come up with, you know, very custom Lego bricks like they're doing. So now it's all going to come together in multiple kits and those are going to be put together and then it's all going to be made together and you're going to have a super Lego city. The Lego city being Star Citizen in the long run. So him talking about hitting the slope where they're starting to finally they're going to take off on the trajectory that you see with a lot of games this would normally be about the point like the 3.0 demo that would normally be like the initial announcement teaser from a company they wouldn't have said anything about this up to this point they would have teased just teased with 3.0 and then it'd be like a year and a half before anything happened again like a year later you'd see something again at e3 and then six months later it'd be like it had happened at e3 and then six months later it'd be release um uh i'm sorry i have to react to something in chat because they've affected my sensibilities they do that yeah uh so we 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 have we have a question that we were going to keep for post show uh was uh, from Bristol Boy eighty eight. Hey, Bristol. Uh, any idea why Anvil Aerospace went f- went from the Hornet F seven A straight to the F seven C? Why no F seven B? Photon Wolf's response was, uh, "We don't talk about the B. That was the British version. It fell apart on the launch." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Photon Wolf, you fucker. <laughs> Uh, I didn't say much it. props to you. I, that, that was good. That was good. Um, so anyhow, um, you could have also gone with Belgian version as well. No, Belgians are lovely. <laughs> 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 the um, so uh, I don't actually know about the F seven B, uh, but we'll, we'll think on that and we'll come back to post show. Um, so uh, yeah, it's the it's the exponential build here. And what we're doing, uh, typically, as you said, this would be a just the tip kind of show. Uh, but so far, we've 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 had a couple. Okay, this is coming out very wrong. In oh my no! Head. Keep, I have keep to going, really keep sanitize going, keep this. Going. No. Um, so uh, we have. I promised I'd keep it semi clean. Um, so That's we so we basically. I am so editing this out. <laughs> um, so we have uh oh, fuck you guys i've broken <laughs> um, so, so you threatened to, to break so me with the images and stuff i i know yeah revenge we basically have uh a game that will accelerate and will deliver more and more content uh faster and faster yep um they've been building up for this uh uh the systems that they've been working on have come into place um, and we're, we're, we're starting to reach that moment, um, which is fantastic, uh, because this is going to uh, help uh, spread the news of it. It's going to um, get more people in, involved in it. Um, it, it. We can't ask for more. It is. Um, it's, Dragon it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting time, and because you're going to edit this line out, I'm giving you a heads up. Ah! 
you don't make my life easy, nope. do you? We've also got, uh, we had some talk about the Dragonfly, uh, which is very cool, and about how it was put together. And the Ursa. Um, and the Ursa. But with the, I mean, the Ursa is looking fantastic. And uh, they, they came off with the uh, initial video when it was shown in the Constellation Aquila um, uh, trailer uh, advert, as it were. Uh, it, it, at the end, the the ramp went down, and you could see the front uh, and a bit of the uh, of the rover. That is, that was actually one that been modelled at that time. And then, as they went to kind of finish and continue the modelling, it was like, this is this is a chunky monkey in in yeah. this. How it's going to fit? So they've kind of developed a, a way for the wheels to kind of uh, move up and down in terms of storage and really good suspension system. Which, yeah. Uh, uh, Photon uh, Wolf says, not much on the Ursa other than it folds. Also, the they were talking about with the Ursa how really all you have is the Grey Cat right now, which isn't exactly a multiplayer vehicle. But then they showed off the Ursa and they're like, you could do drive-bys in it. And as it's driving across the planet's surface, someone mm. pops the back hatch, is sitting there with a machine gun and firing it out the back of the Ursa. And I'm like, I didn't even think about that. That's awesome. That is good. That is good. Uh, Star Circle says, can the Ursa climb the mountains of Nodocrux like some other, unlike some other six-wheeled rover? Yeah, Star Circle, I know where you're coming from. I lost that, that reference. It's the Mako uh, from Mass Effect. Okay. Yes. That, um, that can't get over a pebble. Yeah. Oh no! It can get over a pebble. It's just uh, it it just continues to bounce. It turns into a turtle. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, oh no! It's very hard to flip. Um, so with uh, we also saw the uh, the dragonfly a little bit more of that, and then the entire notion about how they built it using uh, ship components and it made it too big, um, and also. It looks as if there's been some wild card kind of ideas have been generated around other uh, space motorbikes. In general, yeah. Which, now, just to say absolutely here and now doesn't mean that we're actually going to get them. It's simply somebody's taken some time off in their free time and they've just done some stuff and they want to kind of show that. But... Um, I do like the idea that maybe one of their initial designs was, I think, too or uh, uh, too orange. Orin I want to say origin, but I say too orangey. Too orangey. Too orangey. Too origin. Yeah, too orangey. Um, and uh, may and so maybe there may be a couple of others, and I think that would be fantastic yep. because uh, current currently in uh, in that category we've only got the Aurora, the uh, Argo, and the Dragonfly as our racing variants. Um, the Aurora? Oh, yeah, no. So you've got the Aurora, you've got the Argo, and you've got the Dragonfly. Dragonfly, whoop Imagine them all. having those. Potentially. But if, if an Argo and an Aurora get into one of the hoops first, they'll block it. Ah, I think such a small profile, it can go up and over or to the side. You need four uh, of them. Four, you know, four Auroras. Then it'd still go right through the middle of them. Hard to block a Dragonfly. That's well, going to be well, slick. Well, we have to do tests. Uh, Machination Tim is saying, I'm so glad I got the dragonfly. Me too. Uh, 
Starsicle has gone into full caps going, the Aurora is not something I would call fast and or, fra or agile. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Depends on how you fly if it. You start it. If you start it on a hill, maybe. Space hill. Um, so, yeah. And then, of course, um, cargo uh, was shown. And uh, we, we, it was still the model, the character that doesn't care. Um, because we saw a character walk through a star, pick up a box, walk through a starfarer, um, not get lost, find their way into the cargo hold, and then uh, rather than casually pace it, they they just went, honey badger, don't give shit through it. Yep, they're just like, yeah, um, toss it on the ground, it'll sit there. Yeah, to the was it on the ground? Uh, I don't. I know. pick I'm, things up, I put them down. Where's that from? It's a commercial. Um, so, so that happened, uh, and then you start to see the the cargo area of, of the Starfarer actually fill up. Um, a couple of things. So many from boxes. That. So and many types, boxes. Types really of showed. cargo too that they yes. showed. That was the cool part. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and uh, it showed really the size again of the cargo hold. It's proper, proper massive. Yeah. The Starfarer, they showed a freelancer getting filled up as well. And yeah. you can really tell. It's kind of hard to visualize it without having seen it. You, you can kind of get a general idea. Oh, okay, maybe the boxes will look like this. But after you've been in the ship and now seeing the video, you can go, oh, oh okay, mm -hmm. that's how they're going to be. Oh, the boxes will be about that. Oh, wow, that is actually quite a lot of cargo that fits in there. Now, what's also interesting is in the original blueprints for the Starfarer, um, all the fuel tanks on the outside, uh, it showed one of the blueprints showed it replaced with cargo pods. They did well. have some sort of like swap out pod or something that you're possibly going to. I know that they have something that they've talked about, like live sample pod being able to swap out and yeah. different types of pods in the long run. Not not initially, but in the long run. So there's a couple of thoughts I have in there, and this is where I don't envy them. The uh, how do you? So if you've got um, like a, a starfarer with cargo pods, um, and you've got it fully loaded, you have um, better armor, better shields, I would imagine, and definitely better weaponry than the Hull series. So I'll need to recheck um, kind of what the uh, scale is in terms of how much cargo it can hold. Because, uh, and also how does this kind of go against the Constellation Taurus and various things. And for me, it's going to be some kind of operating costs per... To, there's to that, and there's also the fact that versus a Taurus, your cargo is on the outside then for some of the cargo. That's going to make it a target. True. I mean... Say someone latches on with mag boots. Can they walk around and then cut through and detach the, the thing so it just drops off into space? Are they going to be able to cut a pod off? Just cut it loose and it gets dropped mm. into space. Well, that was one of the, I think, one of the things that they were possibly looking at for the Hulse series, which was, and therefore, uh, I would say beyond it, which was to allow uh, cargo cases or pods or of some form to have s some kind of automated transport so it could move from one place to another by itself uh, or have some kind of map. They're going to have to come up with something. What's interesting is, uh, and I hope this is just a short-term thing, 
um, they've they've said that when you say buy cargo, it will appear in your ship. I did. I saw the magical appearance, but that's that's not going to be the long term with it, as they've talked about it. I don't know how yeah. long the long term is going to be before it comes in, but it's not super important to test the mechanics. In the same way, in the same way, we have our repair mechanic, which is fly robot drones. Going yeah. Oh, look! Magic lasers appear on your ship, and then poof, your ship is all better. Yeah, and so they've mentioned also that there's going to be a couple of places in Port Olisar where you can buy and sell goods. They've talked um, about it. Or sell I know goods. there's a Dumpers Depot yeah. that's coming in because they've got the signs outside of the where it was the coming yeah. soon shop. It now has the Dumpers Depot sign there. So that's, that's good. I mean, um, they specialize in salvage. Yeah, um, and there's also... Uh, uh, just the idea of the the trading mechanic and therefore the pirate mechanic, the mercenary mechanic, the uh, bounty hunter mechanic, mm-hmm. all coming in. Yep. So I and hopefully along with the excited. pirate mechanic comes the interdiction mechanic because if someone gets to quantum, how do you intercept yeah. them? So that's going to be part of. They've already talked about it. When they add cargo, they want interdiction. Mm. We haven't seen how they're going to do it. But there's supposed to be a way that it's going to get done, which is going to be a really cool addition to gameplay because then you're going to need wingmen, you're going to need revenge, you're going to have a big open system to fly to multiple places. And like with other games that started out in their alpha process, it really started to take off for space games around the time that cargo came in along with the ability to get in there and kind of shoot a cargo ship up and take their goods. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. all of the play that happens off of that, because you add cargo, you're adding a bunch of tools for people to do. What's the phrase that's always used? Um, emergent gameplay. Shit. Oh, okay. Emergent gameplay. I'd prefer your phrase. Um, the, what's kind of um, uh, wetting my noodle um, is if you're going to if you're going to uh, take someone out of uh, 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 quantum drive quantum mm-hmm. jump right um, that means you're probably in quantum think uh, uh, this mechanic are you in quantum or not in quantum to take someone out of quantum uh, and if say for example you're in quantum and you're trying to take someone out of quantum um, one of the requirements there will be that when they go out of quantum you know where they are and you can get to there i so my thought is you're not going to be in quantum to take them out of quantum okay so i'm flying along you're going (laughs) and you're wanting to take me down and you've somehow got a sensor which goes "Mm, sexy quantum we um we can quantum signature detected sort of thing like sensors detect Uh, someone flying this path and it's and it's it's like it's saying it's a hell sea right um, uh, cause you can probably hear my, my radio, uh, and I've got my rubber ducky and my lucky dice. Um, and, uh, I get kind of, uh, interdicted by yep. you. So there is some mechanism where you either match my speed or you interrupt my, uh, quantum signal. Or my thought something. is that you take a trajectory ahead and pick a point in the line that you're flying. So you're flying a quantum line. Right. I use a small 
interdictor ship that has a smaller signature. Maybe it doesn't get picked up by you as easy. And what I do is I take a path that intercepts yours so that the quantum drive goes, ah, physical object in the way, and pulls you out of quantum. So that anyone that we've got pursuing now catches up. And so now you've got ships around you that are like, hey, drop some cargo. We're going to fill up this cutlass and you got a giant hull C. You don't need those last two boxes on the last track that'll fill our hold. You'll be fine. And if you don't, you know, pay attention to that, then they hit you with some sucker punches, take your shields down and blow out an engine and then tell you drop the cargo again or they kill you. Now, you see, well, that's interesting because uh, that, I mean, this is obviously not, not real because this is, this is just a hypothetical. Yes. But yeah, if, but if you did that, then that would, um, so if I, so from my ship, if I could somehow do, uh, an interception detection, I could jump out early. Mm -hmm. So what we're actually looking at possibly is not necessarily interception detection, although it may be a module, it will be how much power you allocate to your, to your CPU. That and how do the pirates do the interdiction? So if they put someone on a path to intercept you, but you've got chasers behind you, if you jump out early, they're on your tail. So the pirates will have mm. to play it smart too. They can't just put someone in the way. They're going to have to have chasers in there. Otherwise, you can cut early, change your path, and take off again while calling for help. All, all hypothetical, all hypothesis. But generally, I mean, if you have something with that type of speed where everyone's limited to that top speed, you'll never catch them unless they make interceptors faster at Quantum, which they haven't talked about. So it, it comes down to a point of how long can you go in quantum without needing to refuel and how pulling someone out of quantum works. So we know that you can't jump mm. with a physical object in the way. Like if someone puts their ship in my path and I'm trying to quantum, basically my ship goes, nope, there's something here and it just doesn't let you quantum. Really, I wish they'd pop an error mm. like object detected, no quantum. And that's to keep you from, you know, going at point two C and driving yourself straight into a planet. Because in the lore, if people did that, that'd be a nasty weapon. A full size, I mean, a fully loaded out ship, say, if someone got a cap ship, even a small one, a uh, Polaris, mm. and drove that into a continent at point two C, that's enough to, to burn the atmosphere of a planet. That that would be a really nasty weapon, which is why they the quantum drive has this forcible attachment to it or it just doesn't work that's gonna yeah. be fun but anyhow, so you use that, that is pure conjecture mm -hmm. pure conjecture but it'll be interesting to see how that interdiction system does come on board um i think that pretty much covers it this is anything from your side i just want to fly a dragonfly across a planet surface with <laughs> with trees and then find some sort of alien species on the planet that's small and fuzzy with spears and then I want to get off of my speeder bike and go say hi to them and then shoot them with a shotgun and see what happens I'm pretty certain that the that we have laws against you we have acts you I think you've just lost your citizen I, I think I did but that you shouldn't have won against stormtroopers stormtroopers are too accurate so crackies where can we find you? You can find me on twitch.tv slash grockies, G-R-A-K-E-E-S, as well as YouTube, Twitter, and all through the internet by that same name. So just search grockies, G-R-A-K-E-E-S, and you'll find me. And Dublar. <laughs>
where can we find you? You can find me on twitch.tv slash Thackeray. That's uh, D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. Um, and uh, you can also find me on Twitter as Thackeray as well. So, everybody, you have an absolutely lovely week, and we'll see you next time. Bye. like what you heard, please do feel free to follow us. We also do video stuff as well. And give us a review on iTunes. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or just indifferent. We want to hear what you have to think. Well, not everything you have to think. I mean, that, that could be a lot.